Life Audio. Hey, you guys, welcome back to How to Study the Bible. Today is a special episode. We are in our series from Colossians called All in All. And I have a special guest on today. Carly is going to join us. She is the host of Therapy and Theology podcast. And given our subject matter for today in Colossians 3, I thought it would be so cool for us to get a chance to do Bible study together. So I know you're really going to enjoy this conversation with Carly. You can find out all about her and listen to her podcast. All of that will be in your show notes. And as usual for Colossians, we are on a reading plan and it's never too late to join us. So if you want to get that reading plan sent to your inbox, just go to NicoleUnis.com slash Real Talk, R-E-A-L Talk. And we'll make sure that you get that each week so that you can be in Bible study with us every day and then once a week together on the podcast. Okay, here we go. Here's my conversation with Carly. Hey guys, we're here because the Bible has changed so many lives. So just take a second and think about if you didn't have access to a Bible or you weren't even allowed to have one. This is a reality that many around the world are facing, which is why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language, and that's where you come in. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my new book, Not What I Signed Up For. Simply text STUDY to 71326 to help today. That's S-T-U-D-Y or visit give.crew.org slash study. Again, that's give.cru.org slash study. Message and data rates may apply and available to U.S. addresses only. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com. To join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. All right, you guys, thank you so much for being with us. This is a very special cross episode. I don't even know if that's what you call it, but this is a exchange program episode. And I am so excited to invite Carly Marcoulier to the podcast today. Carly is a therapist and the host of Therapy and Theology. Thank you, Carly, for being with us today. Yes, thank you so much. And for my listeners, today is also a very special episode that I get to share with Nicole Eunice, who I was able to read your book in college, Nicole, which is so cool to be able to sit with you today. So Nicole is the host of How to Study the Bible podcast, and I'm just so excited to be able to jump into my relational series with you today and talk through this passage in Colossians. So it's it's so fun because we're on how to study the Bible. We're in a series on Colossians and we're in the midst of just reading just a few verses a day together. And it's just so cool to see the interaction and the intersection of when we just do Bible study, we really are doing relevant 
wisdom for your emotional and spiritual and mental health as well. That's Um, That's what God's word gives us, which is incredible. Also, Carly, the fact that you just said you read my book in college was simultaneously encouraging. And I was like, I am so old. Carly is all grown. Carly's all grown up with her own podcast. So um, very fun. Very fun. So you guys, we're in Colossians 3 today. And yes. we thought that we would just go through Bible study. Carly and I are just going to spend a few minutes just like we would if we were face to face with one another or face to face with any of you guys and just reflect together on what God has for us in his word. So if you're joining us in scripture, we're going to be in Colossians 3 verses 12 through 17 today. And I'm going to read a piece. Carly's going to read a piece. And if you're washing your dishes or walking your dog, um, just let God's word rest over you right now and listen for what stands out for you as you begin to hear the word of God. Why don't you pick up in 15, Carly? I'll do 12 through 14. Does that sound good? That sounds good. It's really like we're in a Bible study right now. Exactly (laughs) how we would. That's exactly how we would talk if we were at a small group. All right, verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people... Holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And in verse 15, I'm reading out of the ESV, it says, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you have, you are called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of God dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the father through him. Mm, love mm. it. So oh, gosh, I mean, there's just, there's so much we could talk about, but what we like to do on the How to Say the Bible podcast mm-hmm. is we just ask four simple questions of scripture together and we we yeah. sit together to discover what God has for us. And that first question is, what does it say? And this is just, what do we observe? Like what stands out? So I loved getting to hear you read scripture, Carly, because it, it sort of landed in my spirit differently. And I'm curious what things stood out to you in this passage as we were reading it together. Yeah. One of the things that as I was kind of reading this and and just sitting in it this week was where we start from. And I, I, Mm. I think that the, the idea here, and, you know, I think you talked about the previous verses in your last episode, but when it talks about putting on Mm -hmm. and then, and then he gives us this, like, just identity check. (laughs) And I think Mm -hmm. that's just so cool to me. Like, Oh, put on. Okay, let's clarify who you are first before we go any farther. And then he gives us our identity as God's chosen, holy, beloved. And like that, I think is the foundation for all of this is knowing who we are Mm. first in Christ before we go any farther. Um, And then I feel like the rest of this passage just is all about being in relationship with one another Mm -hmm. and how we do that. How do we navigate that well? Because it's hard, right? And I think Paul does such a great job of kind of first clarifying our identity and then moving us in the direction of the one another's. Oh my gosh, I love that. And it's kind of like, I hadn't thought of this before, but you sort of see like, a th- there's like a three-part movement. There's the the mm-hmm. inner part, right? So like, 
first of all, like you said, Carly, your identity is that you're chosen by God, that you're holy and dearly loved. And then there's like the, the second part, which is kind of the outward, the outward thing that we put on, which of course, yeah. I always think it's so interesting that the analogy used is to clothe yourselves because that's something yeah. that's like a daily practice. Daily. So yeah, we're rhythm. basically assuming you are people, you are not going to be like this without right. an intentional, <laughs> like, don't expect to just show up compassionate and kind. I mean, I was driving in this morning and I had the spiritual, like I had the spiritual growth opportunity of the person in front of me driving five miles under the speed limit. And also the speed limit was 25. So I was like, we're going 20. And I, I, and I just thought getting into the right place, like it, just starting from identity and then actually thinking that each and every day yeah. is an intentional practice, you know, and then like the third part of that movement, like you said, is then how that shows up for us in relationship, you know, so mm. we've got to go from this inner identity, then what we clothe ourselves in and then how that's going to look to the rest of the way that we relate with one another. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man. I love that. Mm. So I, love that I, I think too, like this forgiveness thing feels, I know that you've, you mentioned this to me and we've been talking about this, especially since you're in a relational series, like, isn't it interesting that after we get clothed, like the next thing before we're admonishing and singing, like, <laughs> right? Like we got to start right. with places of woundedness, right? And I just would love mm-hmm. to to hear from you about how you see the power of forgiveness working out in your clients and your in your ministry and in yourself and what practices actually help you move toward forgiveness. That's, that's such a great question because I feel like <laughs> Forgiveness is one of those those topics that we all talk about. And I think maybe in some ways it's like, oh, I don't really want to talk about that because it's mm-hmm. hard. Forgiveness <laughs> yeah. is hard. And one of the things that I think unfortunately can happen, and I see this a lot in my counseling conversations, is there's been some like real big misconceptions on what forgiveness is and what forgiveness mm. isn't. And mm. forgiveness is not saying that it doesn't matter or that oh no, I don't actually feel hurt. Like it's not sweeping things under the rug, right? It's not mm-hmm. not having a conversation about it. I mean, that's the first thing he talks about. If in verse 13, he says, if one has a complaint, forgiving each other and forgiving each other isn't just like, I forgive you. It's fine. It's fine. Right. We hear that a lot, but instead it's, what does that mean to forgive each other? And I think we, we can see that in other passages in scripture where Jesus says, you actually go to that person and you tell, mm-hmm. you say like, Hey, this is what you've done that, that has hurt my feelings. And that process is really challenging, like whether it's giving, like stating like this is what this is what happened. This is what hurt me. Or if you're on the receiving end of that, it's also hard to hear. Right. Like, wow. Yeah. um, We can become defensive or we can become hurt, you know, even just by Mm -hmm. someone's offense towards us. And so I think for me, when I look at this passage, if we're going to use scripture to kind of be our guide in this, because Something my pastor said recently that I thought was so powerful is like, we have so many strategies and tools for conflict resolution, for forgiveness, but specifically forgiveness in scripture is so countercultural, right? To our society right now. And in this particular passage, I don't think the command isn't, you know, you just gotta, you gotta forgive. You gotta suck it up and, and do it, like push through. But he's really, he starts here with, we have to first and foremost, 
be clothed in what we do not have. We do not possess inside of ourselves. And so within that, I think it's really recognizing this is not in our nature outside of Christ, right? Like our yeah. new nature, right? Which is what he just talks about in those previous verses. It's that new nature and that this is a process of constantly, like you said, putting on compassion mm-hmm. and kindness and humility and patience and love. And in that sense, I think it's forgiveness is just awareness of our need for grace and our ability then to extend that same grace. It starts with our own self, right? Like you said. Hey guys, we're here because the Bible has changed so many lives. So just take a second and think about if you didn't have access to a Bible or you weren't even allowed to have one. This is a reality that many around the world are facing, which is why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country, and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language, and that's where you come in. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my new book, Not What I Signed Up For. Simply text STUDY to 71326 to help today. That's S-T-U-D-Y or visit give.crew.org slash study. Again, that's give.cru.org slash study. Message and data rates may apply and available to U.S. addresses only. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I love that. That's such a good. And we, you know, our second question that we always ask on how to say the Bible is what's the backstory. And you've already made some mm-hmm. of those connections back to Christ. Like even, you know, here we have like this concept of forgiveness and how this is obviously a very regular practice as regular as clothing ourselves. You know, the next thing is, yeah. Hey, this is going to be true for you. And we talked about at the beginning of our series. This is a book, you know, this letter was written to a church And most of the pastoral letters that are written to a church are addressing conflict. They're addressing a problem and they're human problems. And the reason why this is the inspired word of God that is still relevant to us today is because it's dealing with human problems. And so this is this becomes like a way for us to understand our human nature. What I love about the putting on is that. If you can't clothe yourself in these things, it's probably from a place of unforgiveness. And if you can clothe yourself in these things toward your perpetrator, toward the person that you have a grievance again, if you can clothe yourselves in these things, the way you actually engage in the spirit of forgiveness comes out of a place of love for them rather than, and this is where I feel like a lot of people get tripped up with forgiveness, is we're calling it forgiveness, but in reality, what I'm trying to get is polite vengeance or justice, (laughs) right? Like, I want to to make sure that you understand. Yeah, I want to be heard and you need to understand me. Well, that's coming all from a self-focused perspective, which is kind of the antithesis of this passage, which is saying, no, you're going to put on this love. And when we actually can 
put these things on in because the spirit of God allows us to. It's not like you're going to find it from within. But as you ask God to give you, to make you even want to forgive someone, we put these things on. And then even the way we engage in that relationship is so different. And and the the way we engage in the confrontation is then so different. How have you seen that play out, Carly, in your own ministry, in your own life? Yeah, I think even more specifically in my own life, I think I would, (laughs) I would say I've, I've had to walk through this a few times in life. And for sure, it was a process of putting on and, and holding on, holding on to offenses. What I realized myself, my own process was that it really creates more resentment and pain in my own life, right? Like, the other person might not even know they have hurt me, but it's my job. <laughs> I am commanded in scripture mm-hmm. to go and to communicate that hurt. And how they respond is not is not up to me and it doesn't matter. It's my movement towards Christ-likeness. Like that is my my duty, as, as scripture calls it, to communicate my offense. And I think for me, I the biggest thing that I've learned in just this process of practicing forgiveness, right? Because it's not perfect, is that I have to surrender my self-will. And and we talked, we, you know, t- the scripture talks about this in prior verses of putting off. And what I love is in verse 15, it says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. And when I was thinking of this and kind of studying on it, mm-hmm. you know, peace here in this passage and is is this idea of like Christ's wholeness, his his, his ability to bring together what has been separated. And so mm-hmm. this wholeness of Christ gets the final ruling. Like he's like the umpire is, so to speak. He gets to decide what happens next. And so for me, when I sit with that, that let the peace of God rule, he gets to decide. That's a, that's about me letting all of my thoughts, all of my feelings, right? Forgiveness isn't a feeling. It's a decision. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard when we don't feel forgiveness. It's like, oh, it's like, that's okay. You might not feel forgiveness. If you do, wonderful. That's great. But like, it's a decision to be committed to the pursuit of reconciliation. Not that that always happens or that it should if it's an unhealthy or abusive situation, but it's the movement towards that. I, I like to use this idea of like, forgiveness is a foundation for which we build on repair and reconciliation. Does that mm-hmm. always happen? Not always. But for me in my life, in, in different situations, I've been able to acknowledge, hey, like, maybe I need to start with me. I need to figure out what what's going on with me and how this is impacting me or maybe even causing me to sin, right? I got to take the the log out of my own eye and then go back to that relationship and say, hey, this is what's going on for me. And when we can get there, when we can move towards that, like Christ gets to rule here and he says you're forgiven, right? Like you might be unworthy, but you have worth in Christ. And so therefore, like we move towards forgiveness. And and that yeah. I think that helps me recognize like I need forgiveness. And so do you. We all are on the same boat. We're all on the same page. Yeah. Um Absolutely. so I think that's where where I've seen it. And it's gone both ways. You know, for some people in my life, it's been reconciliation and moving forward. And in other times those relationships needed to or weren't reciprocal, right? I think yeah. sometimes people aren't, it says this in scripture, right? If people aren't willing to engage and in repair and repent, we can, you know, be removed from that relationship and create healthy boundaries in Mm -hmm. engaging with those, with those relationships. So yeah, I think that's been my experience as well. I think it's really helpful to, to kind of have a gauge for when you know 
that you really have been set free and you really have forgiven because we know that this is a move mm-hmm. of our heart. Yeah, um, that's right. We, of course, right. we can extend forgiveness and we can do that as an act of will and it's a decision. And I agree with that 100%. For me, I feel like I know that I have reached forgiveness when I desire goodwill yeah. for the other party, even if I'm no longer in their life or they're no longer in my life. The, the, my heart is inclined toward their blessing, even if God is bringing them to a, a hard path in order to, to save yeah. them. Right. Yeah. I'm wondering for you if th- is sort of that the same for you, or do you have your kind of own way of saying, like, I know that I've been freed from this? Yeah. I think that I love that. I love that. Like, what is the gauge? How do we know? Right. And I think that we see this in scripture here, let the word of God dwell in you richly. And then it talks about this whole like admonishing and this, this almost like thankfulness. And I think for me, one of the things that I realized is it's really hard to hold on to hurt if you're praying for that person. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for me, one of the things, one of the practices that I, that I have held on to is using this kind of three part prayer for people in my life that I feel like I need to keep working through this forgiveness on. And it's, I pray for their heart. I pray for their hurt and I pray for their healing. And, and that is hard to do when someone has offended you, right? Or when yeah. someone has like willfully hurt you. But what it does in my heart is it reminds me that, that the word of God, it needs to dwell in my heart, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and through that, I can pray blessing, right? What God's words are to that person. And it's, it's to, to bring them to this place of like their hurt, their healing and their heart. And like, I don't know, I don't have control over that. You know, we don't have control Mm. over how the other person responds. But when I can pray those prayers, it really does help release that control of like, Hey, Lord, you are in control of this person. And, and also I want to pray for their heart, for their healing and for the hurt that maybe. And it gives you back power. I mean, it's, it's, it's basically taking the power of another party to hold you in bitterness, to hold you in resentment, to hold you in hurt. And you're you're basically taking back your power. You're saying like from Colossians 1, like God has qualified me. I am pre-approved already. I am That's in right. the kingdom of heaven already. I do not need to be bound mm-hmm. by this hurt. And that may be one minute at a time or one day at a time, but we just, I think both of us are saying we want to bear witness to the reality that both of us have done that. Like we've mm-hmm. practiced the mm-hmm. things we're talking about and we have yeah. to keep practicing them. Practicing. Yeah. And I yeah, have yeah. to keep, I have to keep falling down and being like, I have definitely not clothed myself in compassion or kindness. I want to get back to that. Yeah. But because of God's grace, like we're all a work in progress and we get to do yeah. that together. So we would like to ask the question kind of, and I feel like we've hit on so many things that I know I'm taking out of our conversation, Carly, but We like to ask this question, what does it mean? Which is sort of like, you know, if we had our journals in front of us and we had just spent this time together, a few minutes in scripture, and we were going to just write down one truth that we were taking away, not a personal application, just like, hey, this is true in God's word. We've said tons of them already, but what are Mm -hmm. one or two, I'll I'll name a couple for me that I'm taking out of today. And really this idea that you brought to bear, like it starts with identity. Like I would write, you know, in my journal, I'll write tomorrow morning, you know, God's love starts internally with identity and then moves to a practice of what we clothe ourselves with. And then, you know, I would write all those things down. What about you? What would you take as the kind of like principle that you would take away from this passage? No, I love that 
I love that one that you just said. I think we can't give what we don't have, right? So it starts mm. with me receiving forgiveness and being in the presence of God. But I think another thing that I that I definitely hold on to is like, I need to let peace rule my life. Yeah. I think that for me mm-hmm. is like a constant mm-hmm. reiteration of like, who who is ruling my heart? Yes. Right. And like, is it me? Is it, you know, other voices outside of me? Is it, you know, my friends that are like, yeah, he's the worst or she's mm-hmm. the worst, you know, mm-hmm. but like, mm-hmm. is it, is it, is it Christ? And what is yeah. Christ's heart for people? And so I think that would be something I've, I've definitely written down when I first <laughs> did a run through of this passage. And <laughs> sure, um, I was like, wow, I love I, that. that's the one I'm holding on to right now. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That kind of takes us right into that last question. What does it mean for me? And I mean, I, I feel like we could just land and kind of end our time on verse 17. You know, it doesn't require yeah. explanation. It's kind of like, Hey, all of these things are true. Like God gives us all of these practices and commands that bring us to freedom. And then verse 17 says, whatever you do, like as you, mm-hmm. as you go about your day, whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, which is like, I can do my yeah. dishes in the name of the Lord Jesus. I can drive behind this slow driver in the name of the Lord Jesus and give thanks for that driver. Just give thanks to mm-hmm. God for him. And what a one, like, and that's it just for today. You don't have to get further than today. You don't that's have right. to plan Stay on present. being amazing for the rest of your life. It's just, for the rest of the day, what does it look like to say everything I do and word and deed, I'm mm. going to do in the name of the Lord Jesus. I love that. I think that <laughs> for, for me, I, I read this passage and like this specific verse right here, 17. And it's like, this is so empowering because yes, when we think of like our family systems or our upbringing or even our past, like those can be such barriers. So like, I don't know how to do this, but here we, we're told like we can do everything in the name of Christ, mm-hmm. because we are mm-hmm. in Christ, we are formed in Christ too. And so mm-hmm. I think it does give us like a, hey, we're being sanctified in this. Like these hard things that we do in life, like conflict and challenge mm-hmm. and relationships, they sanctify us. So yes, we can, we can be thankful because they're, they're molding us and bringing us to our need for Christ's power because we can't do it without him, right? <laughs> I can't do it without him. I know. So true. <laughs> Amen and amen. Absolutely. Well, oh my gosh, it's just been so fun to to get to share a few minutes in scripture together. And you guys on my side of things, I hope you'll check out Carly's Therapy and Theology. Just a great addition to your sort of weekly practice of practical ways. I mean, who doesn't want free therapy? That's what I always say. So Carly, I'm excited for my people to come over and check you out and we'll put everything for Carly in our show notes. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nicole. And yes, for those of you listening to this crossover, go ahead and check out Nicole's podcast. She's got some great content and just really helpful, practical steps for studying the Bible. So I'm so thankful to be able to do this with you, Nicole. Me too. Thanks, Carly. All right, everyone, go out in word and deed, everything you do in the name of God, the Father, who loves you. Amen. How to Study the Bible with Nicole Eunice is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you like what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review the podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com.
The content we feed our minds will eventually show up in our lives. If we feed our minds the lies and confusion of this world, our lives will begin to reflect worldliness. But if we feed our minds the truth of the gospel, our lives will start to reflect the heart and character of Jesus. I'm John Stonge, and each week I host the Dwell on These Things podcast, where we take a deep look at the Word of God and learn what it means to apply it to our lives. We don't skip difficult passages, and we don't gloss over the truth. If you're looking for a show that will put your mind in a better place and help you understand God's Word with more clarity, you can listen to the Dwell on These Things podcast at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.